0: And in and to you. Welcome to Living Life. Uh, for many months in the beginning of the pandemic, our church, we moved our children's worship online uh, because it was too risky to have the children coming into the building. Uh, so what we did was we told our children to be able to collect their offering in a separate box. And then when they're able to come back to the church, that's when they will give their offering and to bring it and give it to God at that time. Well, one of my students, what she did was uh, she decorated her box with a whole bunch of prayers to God. And every day she would add on to it. She would also put her offering inside of it. And it turned out to be this beautiful box. And even though the offering inside was very important and she was giving that to God, when she actually brought in that box when we were able to come back in, I thought that box was the most beautiful thing that i ever seen because that box became a prayer not only for her, uh, but it was a prayer for everyone. And she did it for God. Looking at that, I thought we could learn from this child. Instead of, you know, just giving the obvious thing, there are things that we can do to give all of ourselves to God. Uh, So as we go into today's passage, let's listen and truly see what God wants from us and how we could properly give with our full hearts. So with that, let's read today's passage together.
1: Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 9. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, Put in all she had to live on. Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name claiming I am he and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away.
0: Today's passage, it begins with a comparison from Jesus. Uh, he's watching people give their offering, and he sees the rich. They're putting their gifts into the temple treasury. But he also witnesses a very poor widow uh, giving very small, two very small copper coins. And what we know about those coins is that the value was very tiny. It was almost worthless. And yet Jesus praises her. Instead of just praising the rich people, he praises the poor widow, for he says that the widow has put in more than all the others. Now that doesn't really make sense, right? The widow put in these two small coins, the rich are giving these massive amounts, and yet she was praised for giving more than all the others. What we see from this is that God does not see the same way that we do. You know, we see the large amounts, we see the nice things, and we stand in awe of that amount. And yet God does not count. Instead, he weighs. He weighs the contents of the heart that's behind it. You know, Jesus praises the widow because what others gave out of their excess, she gave out of her poverty. And therefore, Jesus calls her gift the greatest gift. Now, we must be careful, right, not to read too much into it. Jesus doesn't condemn the rich that they give, right? The giving itself is always good. And yet he still acknowledges, he takes the time to acknowledge the spirit by which the woman had given the offering. You know, there's this online forum that I'm a part of for Christians and for pastors. And I remember a little time after Christmas, an Anonymous Poster, uh, she posted something very interesting. Uh, she wrote that she was part of a very small church, and it was a struggling church, especially during the pandemic. Uh, she wanted to do something really nice for her pastor and for the family as well. So she gave the pastor and his family a monetary gift for Christmas. And without going into too much detail, it was a big amount. But the problem was for her that weeks had gone by that the pastor and the wife of the pastor, of course, uh, they never acknowledged the gift. They never went up to her and thanked her afterwards. And she wanted to know, this was her post, if it would be right for her to confront the pastor, to be angry at the fact that she was not acknowledged for it. You know, when we give, often it could feel that we should be getting something back. Even gratitude or whatever it may be, we deserve some kind of response. But when we give to God, when we give to serve his kingdom, when we give to help our fellow brothers and sisters, we must be able to give freely and willingly. Not because we expect something back, not because we think that God will bless us even more. He'll do that on his own. Not only out of our excess, but even at a cost sometimes even when it's not so easy. And not just with our money or our offering, but our time, our skill, our attention, everything that God has given us. If anything, these are worth even more than the money that we have. For if we are giving it to God, we must trust that He will use it for good. God loves a cheerful giver, I pray that everyone here today, in light of today's passage, is challenged to have a cheerful and giving heart. And it's never about the amount, it's never about how much you're giving, but it's about the heart that trusts God, that when you give, that he will honor it, and you also use it as a blessing unto his kingdom. You know, we go on to the second half of today's passage, and we read in verse 5, it says that some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, as for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. You know, Jesus is talking about a point when this temple will fall, and not only that, but that everything in this world will actually fall. And he goes on, he talks about wars and uprisings, that all of these things will go on. And the disciples, they're curious, right? They want to know, when is this happening, Jesus? When can we expect this to happen? And that's something I think that we all share, this curiosity. We always want to know when. When is it going to happen? And we see over the last 2,000 years, there's been countless theories, countless false prophets trying to figure it out. But Jesus is telling us the when is not important. It's always the who specifically jesus now everything in this world everything in this world will fall everything that we put our faith in money health countries uh, political ideologies whatever it may be it will eventually change and fall but jesus says that one thing will still remain and that is him and his kingdom i pray that everyone here today that we never ever worry about the when. we don't waste our time on that Instead, let's put all our efforts, all our hearts and our motivations and continue to place our trust in Jesus and Jesus alone. And whatever worries you're going through, whatever struggles that you have, whatever sins that you're struggling with, whatever they may be, I pray that you're able to surrender all of that and be able to trust and submit to the one who gives us life, the one that promises us eternal life with him. Jesus says in today's passage, he says, watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and time is near. And he says, do not follow them. And there are many things in this world that are trying to take our attention away from Jesus, are uh, trying to help, help, have us focus on the things that are not that important, and even seemingly good things in this world that are trying to deceive us. We pray that everyone here today, we do not fall for any of these things. We do not follow any of these things in this world. Instead, let us continue to trust and only trust in Jesus Christ. Trust in His perfect timing, trust in His goodness, trust in His love, and trust in His providence. And trust that He will guide us through anything that comes our way. Let us all pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for giving us your word and for reminding us that God, our Father in heaven, that you love a cheerful giver. So we pray, Lord Father God, out of all the blessings that we have received, that we are able to respond by giving back, Lord. Not only offering it to the church, but offering it to our brothers and sisters, whatever it may be, to be used for your kingdom. Let us trust in your goodness. Let us be able to trust in your providence. And let us be able to trust that your spirit will guide us. We also pray, Lord, that we will never be led astray by anything in this world, but our eyes will be fixated on you and you alone. Let the gospel reign in all that we do. Lord, we thank you and we love you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul. Fetching a further and stepping in closer, CGI.